Welcome to the Out There But Not podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Amy. Here you'll find no topic is off the table as we explore spirituality, the paranormal, and our connections with the other side. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Oh my God, we sound the same every time. Hi, Amanda. Hi. I like it when you say hello. I know. I just keep waiting for our listeners to be like, okay, give it up already. No, but it's cute. It, it I feel like it welcomes me. It's consistent. <laughs> I like consistency. That's true. I like consistency too. Yeah. So hello, hello, hello to you too. Uh, thanks. Happy holidays. Happy, uh, I don't know what else. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I feel like there should be more, but side note, extremely tired fog brain today so just forgive me if i mix up my words so are you all wrapped all presents are wrapped yeah which this is like a record beyond record for me wow i i literally spent all of yesterday basically wrapping presents i like lived in lived in here wrapping them good for you and then it's all over so quick too it's like well you know what we do this thing where we let the kids they do their stockings and they are allowed to open two presents they have Mm -hmm. to select Mm -hmm. because when they were little we felt like they were missing the point of appreciate it was more just the rush of the madness yeah the next so they didn't really appreciate the actual gift stockings Parents don't need to be out of bed for you, them to go run and open. No. Because I don't care. <laughs> and, but they're, when they open presents, we have to be there. Mm-hmm. And with that, after we have breakfast because we learned that hungry, early rising children opening gifts on overstimulation and hungry and us hungry, bad combo. Learned that when they were little. Bad. So with that, we, that's what we do. And it just sort of makes it a little bit mm-hmm. calmer. And it sort of breaks up the morning and makes it last a little longer. I like that. How about you? Yeah, about the same. Yeah? Yeah, about the same. So because we have m- two households yeah. between the children, my ex-husband will come over and then we'll do, we'll wait for him to do presents. So that's they, nice. they do stockings and then we all do presents together. We'll all have breakfast together. And then that's so awesome that you do that, though. You guys, not everyone's like that. No, that'd be really hard. No, we we it's it's actually fantastic. The family dynamic that we have and um, we all celebrate together. And then the kidlets um, go over to their grandparents house from the house on Christmas. So it's great. We want to share in a really cute little way. And yeah, I like it's it. lovely. Yeah, it is. Lovely. And have you wrapped any presents? Well, I thought about it. <laughs> uh, that was there. Yeah, that was there. The intention uh, was there. Once I organized it all, so I had like Amazon boxes and I had, you know, whatever things kind of stashed. Yeah. So I basically gathered and took an inventory mentally. So I put all the kids stuff in one pile in their pile and kind of looked at it all. And then I thought, I'm not going to wrap it today. Observing it has been enough for me. <laughs> and so like close the door and I'll probably be doing it tonight. But I, one thing I know is I do not want to wait until Christmas Eve this year. Do it beforehand. I will. I will. I'm going to. It can be really stressful, like buying presents for everybody and remembering. I'm always like, oh yeah, teacher's gifts. Oh yeah, coach's gifts. And like, oh yeah. And you know, it's once it's all done and that feeling of like completion and relaxation is is something, is, is good. Yeah. You know, but... I know the buildup. I just find it's been in, it's intense. I don't know. Do you find that? Yeah, I feel like I think I you can tell because I'm exhausted. Yeah, I always get worried too. I don't. 
I don't know if this is the case for you or who else, but I don't want the kids to be disappointed with their presence because it takes it. You know how kids are, right? And it just takes so much energy to wrap it. And I don't want them to turn around and be like, well, I didn't get this. Like I'm almost like bracing myself. Not that, you know, their lists were followed and they've been great kids this year. So I wanted to make sure that I did right by them. But I have this like little kind of anxiety where I'm like, I hope it's enough or I hope they're happy. Do you ever feel like that? Yeah. And I remember one year my daughter was going through kind of that age where it's like transitioning between liking toys and wanting toys, but then starting to want like a bit of makeup and starting to want clothes and I was like, okay, but that stuff started to be a bit more expensive. So I was like, okay, if that's what I'm getting her, then that's what I'm getting her. And I felt sort of wrong not getting her a toy. And she did. I remember she was really excited with everything she got. But then after she had a bit of a letdown because she realized she didn't get any toys. And I think it was... And I also felt kind of let down because then I felt like she didn't have anything to specifically play with. So that was a bit hard. And even now, like... But that's the stage my daughter's in. Yeah, it's like sort of... It's like a hard transition. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I honestly find that I've always, always this time of year, I really like to just kind of nest and be quiet and relax. I And just like relax and watch like comforting shows and be cozy. I just... That's what I... By the fire. Yeah. Or read a good book. Yeah. See people, but not too many. Yeah. Like for the last four weekends, we've been very social, like because the holidays and so forth. And my husband goes, okay, how many more social things do we have? Because <laughs> my social battery is starting to be depleted. Yeah. But I know it's just the season, but I'm starting to feel it. And I think that that's super common. Like, I don't know if that's also like as you get older, I'm starting to feel a little tired too. Would your family pray at Christmas dinner? Like growing up? No. Remember, I'm not religious. Oh, so not even like a special occasion? No, I didn't grow up in a religious prayer anything Mm. at all, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which different from you, Mm -hmm. different from my husband. Mm -hmm. No, no, never anything. Mm. And you know what? Not that there's anything wrong on religion, but I didn't miss anything. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. But Christmas, I think, is also a time for excitement, a time to enjoy the holidays and the festivities. And I think when kids are really little, it's really fun to do that because you just get to relive the magic a lot. But I also think it's important to remember, not trying to be a downer, but to somebody, this is their first Christmas without someone or their first Christmas knowing it might be their last. And it's... I think it's good when people just make a little acknowledgement of it. You don't have to necessarily, like, be in that space. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say nobody wants to be in that space. It's just, like, but maybe just acknowledge and recognize. Because Christmas means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. You're right. You know, also, I think that some people do feel quite lonely around the holiday season. And, you know, there's tons of people gathering and getting together. And maybe some people don't have that. Or, you know, if we even think about the waste and the consumption and the materialization of Christmas. And we have people living on the streets that, you know, can't eat. And I don't even remember how much money I spent on my kids. And to be honest with you, they probably won't play with half of what I got for them. I know. I know. It's so true, right? Just be aware that when you're talking about or expressing different things that for some people, Christmas isn't, doesn't come 
all exciting, all fun, everything. No. Well, I think too, like when we think about even Thanksgiving, but practicing gratitude. And that was my question originally when we were talking about like prayer, what that really means. It's about being present and grateful in that, in the moment and having, um, I don't want to say awareness, but mindfulness kind of while the chaos is going on around you and finding appreciation for it versus some people end up being disappointed uh, when they have expectations and holiday season, you might think, oh, my partner's going to get me that or mommy and daddy, we're going to get me this and you don't get it. And you're disappointed. That kind of muffles the experience or kind of blocks you from seeing the value and like the love or like the joy in other situations. I'm trying myself. I'm trying myself not to get too attached to disappointing the kids or the expectations of the day or what I'm going to make for brunch or all those things. But just like, okay, it's a day of family. It's a day of togetherness that we all carve out for each other. Yeah. Remembering those traditions, family beforehand and remembering those people that might not be with us anymore. I think it's like a really special time. To me, Christmas is like really exciting, but it's also kind of somber. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you have big expectations for Christmas? Like, do you expect a lot of gifts? And no, I want memories. Yeah, me too. I don't. And that I think comes also maybe a bit more with age too. No, not for you. I've never been like that. No. If I'm going to say it this way, if I'm used to it, like anytime I get my expectations built up, I'm disappointed. And so it's better for me just to be naive and go with the flow and not expect anything because then you can't get disappointed. That's a protection thing. It's a self-preservation technique. Yeah. But I also find that it, it also, you know, allows me to just relax actually a little bit more. Yeah. No, I get that. I think that... Maybe when I was younger, per se, I married someone who used to like, he's not going to like it that I said that. But when it was just the two of us, we, he would just spoil, 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 lots. And I'd be like, like, like that was a big thing where now I'm like, I don't care. Like, I feel like we're almost just getting things for the sake, sake of it. Yeah. Like, you could go out and buy whatever you need. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so kind of awesome about being an adult <laughs> every day is christmas we I, I'm like that's what i want and that's what i get again like it's fine right like but it's more the thought so even with my husband i said okay we have to do a date like you just have to do a date under the tree it has to be something that can be a day activity too does not have to be something like luxurious and over the top expensive it just has to be something that you put a little thought into like yeah yeah. You know, like something simple and and it can be even written down on a piece of paper like this date, this time, this is where like I don't care. Like oh, I like that. Yeah, like something but it's got to be and it can be a day date, it can be a night date, it can be an overnight date, it doesn't really matter. It can just but it just has to be something about spending quality time together. And I think that Cute. you know, I I realize that's really what matters because we're not all here all the time. But you're right. It's it's 100%. It's about gifts of like value or gifts of time or you know gifts of those type of nature versus like material yeah. item that you grow old of or whatever yeah or that's really cool for this season yeah but we are so transactional of a society that everything like what might be cool this season is not going to be as cool next season you know those stickers on the back of people's car bumper stickers yeah 
But like, which one for Christmas? And it says, let's put the Christ back in Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> have you seen those? Yeah, I have. I just saw one the other day and I was like, um, first of all, Christmas originated not in the Christian belief system. So here we go. Ah, uh, that's okay. That's okay. This is why we love you. Less of time for baby. But I did it. It makes me so mad. Do you know what else makes me mad? I'm sorry. I'm on a page. <laughs> I think I'm on a page. So. Okay. Um, okay, so my my stepmom used to say this to me because I like when I would get into meditation or I was, you know, into things that were outside of Christianity early on, I guess, or interested in things outside of it. Yeah. My stepmom would say, oh, Amy, that's so new age. It's that's so new age. Like she would call anything new age, new age. And like meditation predates religion. Yeah. And so I would be like, what are you talking about? It's not new age. It's the old meditation is older than Christianity. So how is that new age? It's not a new age practice. So when we think about like when I see people with those bumper stickers, to put the Christ back in Chris. Oh, okay. I was like, yes. Where, where's the bumper sticker? As I'm okay. like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, it, that's that's not how where Christmas even originated. So why put the Christ back in Christmas? Let's put the Yule log back in Christmas. How about Yule log? Okay, sure. Let's go with it. I mean, some of the earlier celebrations <laughs> of Christmas date back to pagan beliefs and celebrating the winter solstice. Oh. And so good old Christianity got in there and said, hey, you know what? Actually, December 25th is when Jesus's birthday is. OK, everybody, now we'll just now we'll just kind of segue ourselves in here and almost kind of take that time away from uh, the pagan belief system while also kind of backpacking on what they already have going on. So it's kind of a way to appease yeah. when you're trying to transition a belief system. So. Jesus's birthday was not in Christmas uh, in winter. Yeah, and um, they don't really know when Jesus's birthday was. They believe it was like in the spring or something like that. Because why would be, why would shepherds be herding sheep in winter? That's not a thing. But whatever. <laughs> um, controversial. Very con- the controversy. Anyways, it's just a funny thing because I think that a lot of times we believe things. We've talked about this before that aren't really a thing we're just kind of like told that that's what it is even with santa claus like santa claus is based off of a real person saint nick saint saint nicholas yeah yeah and so his kindness and generosity and uh, i believe it was a greek roman belief system yeah and so it you know understanding like why we celebrate these things i think is really important like the yule log is actually based off of pagan celebration of burning wood and feasting and celebrating the winter solstice until the wood burnt out very cool i didn't know that it's also when they celebrate the connection to the other side and the veil being thinner during this time of year yeah it's kind of the same thing we talked about with halloween but the winter solstice kind of continues through in that idea so I have a question. How do you know this? You know, again, like, but, but is it fascinating you? Like, is it? Yeah. What drives you to like want? Because I mean, I'll be honest. I am on the other half that I'm like, wow, I would have never even. Well, I just think it's important to know why we value something or how something serves us and the purpose of that. My perception on like Halloween, when we talked about Halloween, my yeah. perception of Christmas 
is about, you know, celebrating family, but you hit the nail on the head, but I'm saying it in a spiritual way where you talked about the importance of honoring those who, you know, have moved on and, you know, the gathering of loved ones. And I'm saying it in the same way where it is important to do that and have mindfulness and versus making it about external materialism bullshit, you know, like it's, yeah, I mean, I want my daughter to be happy and I, I, my, I don't want my son to be disappointed, their little hearts, you know, and it is something that, you know, I do sit and worry about as a mom. I do want to make them happy and feel valued. But at the same time, I know that that's not what this is about. And I know it's marketing ploy from generations oh, yeah. of when you celebrate something, I think when you put your energy into something, I think it's important to honor how connected you are to that one thing. Yeah. And so I think if we we know history, history teaches us a lot of really important things. I agree. You know, if you think about even with spirit, we think about a loved one that passes on. Amanda, in 100 years, no one will know who I am. Well, they might because now you have a podcast recording you have social media <laughs> no but as an example amanda do you know what your great 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 grandmother's name is no do you know what she looked like <laughs> like maybe you know but her story do no you know no she- in fact you know it's funny i've been thinking a lot about stories and how they impact us all mm-hmm. and how we generations pass down mm-hmm positive and negative experiences yes indirectly and sometimes directly at a cellular energetic level yeah and you know sometimes i don't know like even with my mom i sometimes i'm like "Mm, you're not telling me all certain things like there's a story attached to you that like Mm. but it's sweep sweep under the rug we go (laughs) that's a little bit of that and i'm like oh you know, it would be good and helpful to really know a story because in a one, it allows compassion and allows empathy, but it also allows a better understanding of myself. Totally. And I think that oh, if I could have one gift, it would be that. Yeah. You know, but I think everybody wants that because we learn from things. And even when you're like, I don't want to disappoint, you know, the kids, but, and not that you want them to be disappointed. And I, I feel sort of strongly about that, but having some disappointment or, some things that are maybe a little bit challenging or don't come as easy to them, those things grow character. Yeah, and those do. things, like, have an appreciation or realize that not every every dollar is worked for. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe there's only so much to go under the tree this year for certain families. And a lot of families are feeling the pinch. And, but showing that to your kids is honestly could be its own gift. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's funny. When I was 10, and my daughter's almost 10, I wanted a puffy pullover Vancouver Grizzlies. I know exactly. Right? Yeah, they were cool. They were so cool. (laughs) And I wanted one so bad. And my older brother always got, like, all this cool stuff. And I never really did, like, clothing-wise. Like, I don't know. I just really didn't feel like, until I was able to buy my own clothes, I feel like my, my parents didn't really consider what I wanted to wear for like a really long time. Yeah. And I don't know if they wanted to keep me young or I don't know what it was. And so I asked my mom for this specific Vancouver Grizzlies puffy pullover. And she said, okay, like just, you know, that's what she, what's what I said I wanted. And keep in mind, I never believed in Santa growing up ever. So I knew it was something that like my parents would have to figure out or whatever. And so Christmas rolls around. I'm looking for the bag or the box. I can't see. It. It's big, you know, like it has to be yeah. one of these and it's not there. 
And I, with the one thing I specifically told her I wanted. And instead, she turns and she gives me this little box. And she goes, I, I wanted to get you something really special this year because you're 10. And I opened it and it was a gold sapphire ring. My birthstone is a sapphire, but it was like, it's like a black sapphire. So it, it looks, it's a pretty, it's a beautiful ring. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. Like I could have cried. Yeah. I was so upset. And she was so happy to give me this beautiful ring. And I don't wear tons of jewelry. I'm not like a big jewelry girl. So I... I just sucked up my disappointment and like I can DJ want to disappoint her. Yeah. I just felt so bad and I just devastated. I thought I told her exactly what I wanted, you know, and yes, the ring was beautiful and I put it on and she was just thrilled. And, but Amanda, I still have that ring to this day and I put it on and I'll never forget kind of like that lesson that I learned. But at the same time, like, I'm so glad I have that ring because I'll give it to my daughter and maybe she can give it to hers or yeah, whatever. But it's just what that symbolized, you know, was better than that stupid Vancouver Grizzlies puffy. That would have lasted one season. Yeah. Be like over it. Yeah. I, there's no way I would have kept that. Right. Yeah. So I, I received something kind of better in that lesson, but I remember that disappointment, that heartbreak. Heartbreak. Yeah. Heartbreak. It's hard watching your kids. I know. Heartbreak. It's part of life, though. It's like, it's good for them. I mean, to some extent, don't get me wrong. But like, you want to protect them. But sometimes if you overprotect them, you do more harm. I agree. I agree. And it's, it is, it's very tricky to navigate that. Oh, and it's tricky in today's world to navigate it. It's like, oh, I'm sure our parents were like, it's a hard generation now raising, but like you add in everything else and, and also, like, for a lot of kids, Christmas, I think when we were kids, when you were with your family or with your family, like, you might have picked up the phone and called a friend. I don't know. Did we text back then? Like, did we have texts? I don't even remember. I feel like it was until we were in high school. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 18. Shut up. I was in grade 8. And it was, like, the Nokia one that yeah, just that came out. And I yeah. felt super cool. No, I wasn't allowed any of those. My girlfriends had them when we get dropped off at the movies so that we could call them when we were done. Yeah. But the mall. But it's, like, even that, you still weren't... You were able to be more present in your family, yeah. I think, because there was no outside distractions. And even your phone you bring in, even though it, you're at home, it's an outside distraction because it's connecting you with outside of just your family bubble. And I think totally. that's a challenge that's unique. And also everyone trying to one-up one another or like, yeah. you know, so just be kind to yeah. yourself. And to your point, I don't always like to say have no expectations. I sort of struggle with this one because... I understand having no expectations so you're not disappointed yeah. because it's really a, a layer of protection on yourself. Yeah. But I think having some expectations of, yeah, I think having some expectations is okay because it's showing that, like, you know your value a little bit, you know your worth, and that if you've communicated those expectations, then correctly fairly they're not unrealistic or out to lunch or anything then I think like that I think that that's important you know that it's like having a friend that always says we're gonna hang out we're gonna hang out we're gonna hang out and then it's constantly disappointing you and then you realize 
and oh, you know what? I'm going to follow sort of There's been times that I have been that friend just because of my own shit storms of things, right? So, like, we're all, you know, you give grace for that to some extent, of course. But, like, if it's bothering you, you need to sort of set a bit of a bit of a boundary attached to it and say, I kind of expect this. I, it doesn't have to be that we hang out all the time or I expect at least that you just communicate it with me. For sure. And I, I think then that's okay. Yeah, I like that. My mindset or my feel set sometimes, you know, especially with spirit influencing me constantly is I, I just say, and yeah, the expectation thing I see, I always, I self-preserve myself. I always do that. But on one hand though, I feel that a way through that is I just say, I, I can experience all the worry. I can experience all the just, oh my God, overwhelming worry about my daughter not liking the gifts I got for her or whatever the case may be, or someone being disappointed in me, or I can feel all of that. But then I have to say, okay, spirit, I'm not attached to the outcome. I feel this way. I worry here. But acknowledging is just as, as important. Because you're sort of releasing the power of it. Totally. By acknowledging it. Yeah. And sort of accepting it. And I think it's important to do that with like so many things in your life. You know, I think sometimes in relationships, maybe one person feels uncomfortable about a topic or something, but they're not really sure how to bring it up or they feel uncomfortable or we tend to like worry and say, this is how this person's going to react. It's going to be really bad. So I'd rather not say anything. But now I'm feeling this feeling like. Yeah, 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 whatever the situation may be. But I think it's important to stomach it and say, okay, I just need to let you know I'm just sort of feeling like this. And have I ever said that to anybody before? Yeah. You have? Yeah. I'm actually pretty good at that. You just asked my husband. <laughs> He's not as good at it because uh, he'll even say to me, yeah, but I don't want to like, but then what if it stirs things up? Like, what if it makes you upset? But I'm like, yeah, but even if you acknowledge or you say, hey, I'm just having a rough day or I'm struggling with a few things. I don't really want to talk about it, but I just want to acknowledge it. By looping that person in, they give you grace. They give you the space for things. Or you give them your energy and expect them to be part of the solution. I, you know, that's the other thing too, is that like, again, you can do both though. If you, you have to read the situation. We got to talk about this. But this is, this but, is season two content right here. Yeah, but like I go on. I know. <laughs> like this is this one hits. But me I think with the holiday season too, like we're surrounded by people. You know, like we're you know going to see family members who you maybe see like once or twice a year. We're all together for that day, and you know it's and you're trying to keep the peace. Trying to because peace. how many families are perfect? Oh. Right? You know, like so far from it. Every family has its thing. Some are more dysfunctional than others. Uh, some are happy in some instances more than others, but super negative, like highs, highs, lows, lows than others. Right? Like, and so the holidays can be tricky with that in mind. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, how do you navigate that? It is. It's really hard. Well, I think a few things, like spiritual practices... It's not like the idea of praying or saying grace, but I think about certain moments during the holidays that are good moments to like check in. And this can be like a form of walking meditation or just practicing a little bit more awareness is when you are eating food, when like so when you're consuming food, mm -hmm. when you are receiving, so receiving a gift and when you're giving. Those are three moments to practice. So why food? Because it's it's consumption. 
the energy of someone else that you are engaging with. Somebody made you this meal. Somebody's sharing food. Like, is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Mindful eating is one of the best ways to um, meditate. That's actually the way that I meditate the most is when I eat. What? Really? Yeah. That is a new mic drop for me. Okay. Well, you again- meditate the most while you're eating? I'm yeah, just like, yeah. fuck, this is so good. Or or I could make this way better. <laughs> like I am such a foodie that I just I just am like savoring each bite. Well, yeah, but eating to me is like a spiritual experience. I mean, I would agree with that. I feel like I'm like holy yeah. camoli. The relationship you have with food says a- is that okay. Side note: Is that a thing? I know you're giving me that. What are you doing? I've talked to you about spiritual sandwich a million times. Oh, here we go. The spiritual sandwich. Stay tuned on Spiritual Sandwich because it is happy. In fact, that should be written up on the whiteboard. Yeah. Well, S- Spiritual Sandwich is a part of season two. It's coming. <laughs> this is all Amy, by the way. Clearly, <laughs> this is the idea. <laughs> but it's part of my spiritual practice is spirit- the Spiritual Sandwich. Okay. Which we don't need to get into. But I'm just saying for those that feel overwhelmed or disconnected or just want to have some mindfulness and awareness during the holiday season and it looks different for every single person i would say focus on mindfulness during eating during giving and during receiving awesome so if you took anything away from our combo take that yeah and you can when you hug people too you can be oh you know what you need to work on doing 20 second hugs that seems really long yeah but a 20 second hug can be the most healing thing ever. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, I do. It's amazing. I'm an over hugger. <laughs> I love hugs. I'm constantly like, come yeah. on, hug me. And yes. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes. Thank you so much. We are so thrilled that you sort of come along our season one with us. Yeah, this is the wrap up season one. This is it. This is the last episode for season one. Until 2024. Wow. And we're and we got some amazing stuff lined up for 2024. Oh, we sure do. Oh, it's gonna be a ride. So it's getting real. It's if you, getting real. So our first episode back in 2024 will come out on January 17th. Put it on your calendars. Yeah, oh. it's one you all want to miss. I promise you that. Bye, everyone. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> Bye.